This is episode 659 of the Proper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Hand Wash Clothes Without Growing Tired. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 659. I'm so glad that you are here hanging out with me on this Prepper Website podcast episode. Hey, this is um, an interesting one, one that we don't talk about. And really coming off of last week's episode, you know, the 50 items, 50 plus items, that people don't really think about to prep. This is one of those. We're so used to doing laundry, you know, throwing them into our washing machine. And then, and then not only that, uh, maybe you don't have that. Maybe you go to a washeteria, but there's that modern convenience of washing clothes. And sometimes when we think about doing it manually, we have this, you know, little house on the prairie idea. Maybe we see some people, you know, doing some things online and different things like that. But when you're talking about all the clothes that you would go through in a week and washing those, man, that can really be a lot to think about. And so I thought this was one of those great articles to talk a little bit about, to get you some ideas, to get you thinking. But before we jump into this, I just want to share a little bit and uh, not nothing related to clothes or laundry or anything like that. I just really want to share about my last week and really the last couple of weeks, um, things have been crazy. And I, again, I want to share and just from my experience, there's probably people out there going through some of the same stuff. And so I thought it'd be helpful to share this out. You know, one of the things about preppers is it's kind of lonely. And although there's a lot more people on board right now, and a lot of people talking about preparedness, it really is, you know, for, for the most part, there might be one person in a family, maybe it's a, you know, a spouse um, that, that is prepping and everybody else kind of like tolerates it, you know, especially now people are like, they're for it, they tolerate it. But for the most part, a lot of people don't really know where we're coming from when we're talking about preparedness. And there's a lot of things that kind of go into it, but not only just that, this current state that we're in, you know, and I just wanted to kind of share because I think that it might be helpful just to talk a little bit about it. So um, before we jump into this article, I've, I've had a, lo- a hard week, man. This week, this last week was probably one of the hardest ones that I've had in a long, long time. And the thing is, is I was getting it from all sides. I was getting it from from work. I was getting it from 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 everywhere, you know, and it was this buildup of frustration it's in, in anger really from other people and just just really just kind of piling up. And, you know, if you know what I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It's just like all these things just coming on top and it's just like not stopping, not stopping, just piling up. And, and normally you have this, you get to this place where you're able to just like, okay, hey, uh, you get to chill and you get to throw some of that stuff off. But not this time. It didn't seem like that. And so it just seemed like it had been going and going and it really culminated this last week. Now, listen, a lot of you know that I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a believer. And uh, even even when I was in between churches, I was still reading my Bible every day. I read my Bible every day. I pray every day. To me, that's the most important thing. 
to start off that way. And so I have my personal devotions. I try to stay close to God. And the thing is, is that even with that, I was feeling it, man. I was completely feeling it. And so I'm like, that can happen to anyone. It can happen to a lot of people out there. I mean, I was grumpy. I really didn't want to be around anyone. I wound up canceling the Thursday night devotional. And so every Thursday night for my church, I do a live devotional on Facebook. And normally I download that and I upload it to YouTube. And on in Saturday, on Saturday, when I do the Saturday prep, I have been including it probably for the last couple of months, maybe two, three months. I've been including it in the Saturday prep and it's like, a, you know, spiritual prep. And so we have some people that watch it, you know, and, and actually the numbers have been going up. More people have been watching that video on YouTube when I include it into the spiritual prep. And I got an email from Rebecca, you know, on, on Saturday morning, like, hey, what happened to the spiritual prep? And, you know, that's one of the first things that I always watch when I get your, your email. And I was just like, man, I just couldn't do it, didn't do it. Had a rough, rough week, you know, just being very, very honest. She's like, hey, I'll, I'll be praying for you. And definitely I do appreciate that. But that's how bad it was. I hadn't canceled a Thursday night devotional in a long time. I mean, not because I didn't feel good or anything like that. I mean, there's been times where maybe we didn't have internet. The internet went down or electricity or whatever, uh, you know, if we were in a storm. But not just because I didn't feel, didn't wasn't feeling it. I really felt like, man, I just, I can't get up there and, and, and do this right now. And so I just need to take a little bit more time. And again, like I say, it wasn't just one thing. I can't point to one thing. There were some some major things that happened that I can tell like were, you know, like almost like the straw that broke the camel's back. But it really, it was a culmination of a lot of things. And most of these things were out of my locus of control. I, I couldn't I couldn't control it, which was which a lot of the times you understand like, hey, I can't control these. I can't control if it's raining I can't control if it's nighttime and I want it to be, you know, light. I can't control those types of things, right? I can't control what other people do. And so you, most of the time you deal with it. You're like, hey, I can't control that, but I can control my response. I can control what, I, what I, I'm doing as a result of that. And I understand that. I mean, believe me, I'm one that truly understands that. But it was just getting so much. And I was talking to my brother and he's like, you know, it, it, it could be spiritual, and I believe that. I believe that there are some spiritual forces at work. Uh, I think the Bible teaches that. But at the same time, I don't, you know, when things, when I felt like things were spiritual, just spiritual, I really felt that. I really felt like the Lord was like, yeah, this is a spiritual attack, you know, yet you you need to stand in faith or whatever. But I really, it's, it, I don't think it's just that. I think some of it was that, but not all of it. I think a lot of it is the spirit of the age, the zeitgeist, where we are, where where society society is right now, and things are just at a fever pitch, and things are so crazy. And listen, I've been walking with the Lord for a while. I I know I know now that if I'm in a bad mood, if I know that I am things are not going well, you know things are things are, are rough. I know not to neglect my devotion time. I know not to neglect my Bible reading. I know not to neglect uh, my prayer time. I, I know all of those things, right? And I can't imagine that there are people out there that are feeling the same thing, 
right? They're feeling the stress. They're feeling alone. They're feeling depressed. Maybe they're feeling uh, some anxiety. They're feeling all the just uh, you know everything piling up. There's like so much. Like, what's the next thing to drop? What's the next hammer to drop? And they they don't have that close walk with the Lord, you know. And so all of that to say that I really feel that as we continue to move forward, people are going to start snapping. I mean, people are going to be at this frustration level where they start snapping. And so like I say all the time, you know, at the end of every episode, I say stay prepped and aware. But I think even more so, we need to really stay aware. Now, there are some of you that listen to this podcast that are homesteaders in you only go into the city once in a while. You're pretty isolated. You know, one of the things about uh, the email group, and I, and I love that, you know, when you feel, um, e- even the times where I feel like I was kind of beat down, I continue to do the online meetup. And I can continue to do that even for the church. You know, we had one on uh, every every Tuesday night, every other Tuesday night, we do those that are in the Prepper group, the Prepper website email group. We do an online meetup at eight o'clock Central Standard Time. But then for the church, I do one every other, the other Tuesdays, I do that. And we're about to start an online Bible study, which will be every week. But uh, I do that and we kind of just keep in touch and, and all that good stuff and we pray. And so I was still doing those. And I can tell you that hanging out with people that I know that are that are believers, you know, when we do the church, but also the preppers that that are a lot of people, you know, there's people that come in and out of that group or the online meetup. There's people that come in and out and sometimes they're there, you know, one week and and not the other, but there are regular ones. And I I can tell you that that was, you know, one of the the high points of the week because you you get there and people are laughing and talking and we're sharing. And it's like, we are all, you know, people that have something in common. And I think that's very powerful, right? To be able to have that. But I know that there are even people there that homestead when we were talking about, hey, you know, what, are, how are things like? And they're like, well, you know, nothing's really, it doesn't feel like it's changed here for us, you know, where there are other people in other parts where things could get a little scary. So those of you who homestead and you don't go to the city, but once in a while, be very aware when you go, be paying attention to what is going on when you go to the store, when you go buy the things that you need. Or those who only, you know, you're you're self-isolating and maybe you're social distancing in your home and you only go out when you get to get the things that you need, really pay attention to people and how people are responding and how people are reacting and things like that. Or even at work. I mean, people at work, you know, pay attention to people's attitudes and behavior and changes in all of those things because I think as things get ramped up and things get crazier and crazier, we're going to see that and you don't know how erratic people can be. So I'm going to go back to, I don't, you know, being a person of faith, I, I know that I, I don't neglect that. I, I have that. And I'm so grateful for that, that I, I grew up in, in a home that went to church and, uh, you know, parents that showed me the way that I should, you know, walk in the Lord and, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm really grateful that I have that. And so um, besides staying, talking about staying aware of all that, I would say that you need to make sure those of you that are believers don't neglect that time, that devotional time. Those of you that are believers and you haven't been staying close to God, 
maybe now's the time that you start really digging deep in and you start, you know, going back to reading your Bible and praying and getting serious in your walk with the Lord. Maybe there's people out there that really haven't given God a shot and you're kind of like, okay, hey, maybe maybe there's something is there's something to this, you know, faith in the Lord. And maybe it's time for you to start looking into that and like, hey, is this, you know, is the Lord calling me to a walk with him, you know, to repentance and to a walk. And those of you that that are like, hey, I don't believe in God I'm on my own. And if that's your opinion and that's where you you want to go, that's fine. I just think you need something to be able to help you to get it straight. Because even, like I said, I mean, things were piling on. And even with that, reading the Bible and praying. And, you know, something broke Friday morning uh, when when I was reading the Bible and praying. And, and things changed. And actually, people at work could tell that, that things had changed for me as well. Because there was just a different demeanor. And so I, will, I, would, I would tell you, you know, you need something to be able to to keep you grounded and to keep you focused on what is important. Because I, I think, you know, I was watching John Haller before we before I started recording this uh, this episode and uh, his prophecy update. And you, this is a prophecy teacher talking about we are going into some very rough times. Be prepared. You know, and I'm like, there are people out there that are not preppers that are talking about, hey, be you know pay attention to what is going on and what's happening in this world and again pay attention for yourself and and where you are and and where you are uh spiritually and mentally and you know the whole thing physically and and things like that i think all those things are important and so uh just wanted to share that because i know that if i'm going through stuff like that i know other people are going through like stuff like that and there is this this overall just level of frustration that just keeps rising and piling up and piling up you know daisy luther uh, this morning when i was getting ready for church daisy luther i saw my email kind of come through and she wrote an article and i uh, i actually have it linked as well and she's talking about preppers being tired and and this not being the apocalypse that everybody thought it was going to be it's kind of like dragging on and you have all these different things happening and so i think that's a that might be a good article as well. If uh, if you want to uh, go check that out and read that, I'm going to have that linked in the show notes. If you want to to go uh, read that one, all right. So I just wanted to share that out because I, I know that there's people out there that are probably going through the same kinds of things, and uh, just know that you know there's other people out there that are doing it as well. The way that. Uh, I was able to get through and the way that I'm able to survive and uh, is is my faith in the Lord. And that's going to always be the, the thing that I go to and the thing that I uh, that I, I uh, always go back to. So hopefully that will help you out there. All right. So from that, <laughs> I don't know how you segue into doing laundry from that. Right. It's like, uh, Todd, you're talking about some you know craziness and then now you're talking about doing clothes by hand and what the heck Todd so there's no I, there's just no segue so we're just going to jump into this article I thought this was a really good one because we don't always talk about how hard it's going to be to wash clothes you know and we don't talk about what what goes into it and even some of the things that you might think you should do 
some of those things aren't really the way that you should do it. And so I think this is a great article that even if you don't put this into effect right now to maybe save some money or to maybe, you know, whatever, you know, because really I don't know anybody who wants to wash clothes by hand. After reading this article, I know I don't want to do it and I don't want anyone that I know that, you know, uh, to do it unless they absolutely need to do it. And But I think there's some good things here to have in the back of your mind and to be able to, you know, just keep back there some hacks and some tips that are worth knowing. So this article comes to us from thehomesteadinghippie.com. Again, thehomesteadinghippie.com. And the article is entitled, How to Hand Wash Clothes Without Growing Tired. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Whether you are stuck at home with no access to a washing machine or you just want to cut costs, living off the grid is a very attractive dream right now. For thousands of Americans, this is something we have already been doing for many years, at least to some degree. With electricity rates skyrocketing, power cuts, loss of income, poverty, and an uncertain future, one way to cut costs is by hand washing your clothing. But let's face it, hand washing is exhausting work. So how can this task best be done to save you time, money, and effort? So I'm going to share my tried and tested ways to wash clothes effectively and efficiently by hand. I will offer some laundry tips and hacks, and I will show you a few options for portable non-electric washing machines and even how to build a washer yourself. You will love that section. You can follow these steps for clean, bright colors and whiter whites with little effort. So there's three mistakes that we all make. There are two big mistakes we all make when doing our laundry. But first off, the detergent is concentrated. Using too much is a waste of money and totally unnecessary. In fact, using too much washing detergent can actually damage your clothes because it can strip away the fibers and bleach out the color. Another big mistake is we often make we often make is to dump our clothes into the basin, then the detergent, and then the water. By doing this, we are not only not getting the detergent to mix into every part of the clothes we are trying to wash, we are risking destroying the colors where we put the detergent. Always fill the basin first, then add the detergent and mix it thoroughly, then add the clothes. Always run the water into the basin with the detergent agitating the mix to ensure the detergent dissolves properly. I mix my detergent or softener with a little hot water first to get it to dilute properly and when everything is diluted, I add it to the wash basin, wash basin, then begin with the washing. The lighter the fabric, the more delicate you need to be. Now, here's the third one, maybe not as big. Avoid scrubbing your clothes. I don't think anyone's going to really, <laughs> just a side note here. I don't think anyone's going to argue on that one, right? Scrubbing the clothes is going to wear you out physically. But anyway, the third mistake is avoid scrubbing your clothes. If there are stains, treat them with stain remover and soak before washing. If the stains don't come out immediately, treat them again and soak them for longer. Scrubbing items cause friction that will damage the fibers of your clothing, meaning your clothes will not last long. So always read the label inside each garment for instructions on how to wash it, drying instructions, and water temperature. If you ignore instructions, you could end up with clothes that are faded and stretched out. You will soon memorize what can be washed with what and what the ideal temperature for each type of material should be. Now, just I want to just bounce off of that just for a second. One of the reasons why you want to take care of your clothes is because if you're in a situation where you are hand washing, 
unless you're doing it because you're completely off grid and you want to do the whole, you know, Laura Ingalls thing, you know, um, we're, you're probably doing it because you're in this grid down situation. And that also means that there's not going to be places where you're going to go replenish those clothes when they're, you know, they get holes in them and things like that. So it's going to be even more important to know these tips and tricks and to wash your clothes appropriately according to the way that the instructions say that you need to wash them so they last longer, okay? And so I just wanted to kind of fill in there uh, on, on that one. So let's talk about steps to washing clothes by hand. The first one is sort your garments. We are so used to sorting clothes by colored or light, but there is so much more that can affect the quality of our efforts. When you hand wash, a quick sorting before washing can make life easier during washing and it can protect the fibers of your clothes. Whether you wash by hand or machine, your clothes rub up against each other causing wear and tear on the fabric. So don't just sort your clothes by color. When you sort your clothes, sort by color, fabric, and type of garment. Remember that you are only going to place one or two items in your wash basin at a time. It is easier to wash similar items together and your clothes will last longer as they are not being mashed with fabric that can clash, damaging the fibers. Make sure you close all the zippers and that you hook all bras so that they don't catch on other items and damage your clothes. To prevent damage to your buttons, undo all the buttons on your garments, especially dress shirts, and remember the buttons on the cuffs and the collars. To put less strain on your back, neck, and shoulders, try to find a place where you can stand to do your laundry. If you have to use a bathtub or a bucket, make sure you have a cushion or a towel to kneel on and use the time when you are moving laundry from the wash to from from to wash to the wash to the rinse to the dry pile to roll your neck and shoulders to free any spasms and prevent any from forming. To get the best result, it is better to work in a large wash basin, whether that is a bathtub or a large sink, as this will give you more room to work and allow detergent to permeate into the folds of your clothing. So make sure that you have enough room to work comfortably and then clean all the surfaces around the area where you are working. You definitely do not want to put a clean item down on a dirty work surface when you have just washed it. Decide where you will wash, rinse, and set items down when they are washed, rinsed, and are ready to be dried. If you are lucky enough to have two basins in your kitchen or bathroom, you are set. Use one for washing the other for rinsing, and then move them to the clean pile ready to dry. Now be sure to treat stains ahead of washing. Check out the tips at the end of this article for how to remove stubborn stains, and never scrub stains as this will damage the fibers of your clothing. When treating stains with stain remover or detergent, gently rub a bit of detergent, stain remover, or softener on the dampened area before washing. It is always best to let clothes soak for 15 minutes to an hour before washing. You won't be washing items together, but you can soak ColorFast items together before washing to save time. Now don't rush and dump all your clothes in the wash basin at the same time. You will be bent over for longer and you will never get your clothes properly clean. You can soak clothes together but only introduce one or two items to your wash at a time. By introducing one or two items at a time, you will be able to make sure that every item is properly clean and that no stains remain. Many people think that doing less or moving less is kinder to our bodies. This could not be further from the truth. 
Moving less is what places all the strain on our bodies. By introducing a few items at a time, you are moving around using your muscles, changing your posture, and relieving tension. This is what is going to ultimately make the difference to an exhausting, often unrewarding, and unpleasant chore versus quick, efficient use of your time and effort to do your laundry by hand. Now, gently rub articles of clothing together, just agitating the soapy water and making sure that every part of your garment has been thoroughly clean. For items like denim, linen, canvas, and hard-to-wash blankets, you will need to put in a bit more effort. But still, make sure you do not scrub the items. Just gently rub them together to remove all the dirt. Now, do not wring water out of your clothing. Wringing your clothes is what causes them to stretch and to lose their shape. Drain the water from the basin, laying clothes fat, flat on the bottom, and just press on them to remove excess water. Clean the soapy suds out of the wash basin and add clean water, then carefully rinse each item thoroughly to remove soap. You can rinse clothes as many times as necessary to remove all the soap, using a rolling pin to remove excess water without damaging your clothes. Now, thoroughly to apply, to apply softener, thoroughly clean the wash basin before you apply fabric softener. Add cold or lukewarm water to the basin and thoroughly clean the basin. Make sure there is no soap residue in the basin before you add softener to clean water. Add cold or lukewarm water and thoroughly mix in your fabric softener. Once again, just or take just one or two items at a time and gently swirl them about in the water. No scrubbing, rubbing, or harsh agitating is required. Your clothes are already clean. Adding softener is to coat fibers in a protective coat and to give you the fresh, clean, comforting smell we all love. Now, rinsing is an essential part of doing your laundry. When you wash your clothing and you take it out from the washing, it will still have detergent buildup inside the fibers themselves. You need to remove this residue in order to ensure that your clothes last longer and are always clean and in good condition. If you don't rinse your clothing properly, you will find that your clothes build up a tacky feeling. They will feel sticky and you'll find your clothes shedding white powder, which is the remaining detergent as it dries. Now, once you have washed and softened all of your clothing, drain the water out of the basin and gently press down on items to remove as much water as possible. Do not wring items to remove water. Just press down to remove any excess water. Remove all the clothing from the wash basin, then clean your basin thoroughly. Make sure that you get all the soap suds out of the basin, then add cold or lukewarm water to rinse your clothing. Do not rinse clothing under the tap as this will not remove all the soap. You will think the water is running clear, so the soap must all be out, but soap always finds somewhere to hide. Your clothes will have sticky powder residue on them once dry. Now take a few items that are ready to be rinsed and rinse them gently in the water. Just agitate the water enough so that it can circulate through the clothing without making clothing brittle. If you find the water is still very cloudy, cloudy drain the basin again. Clean it again and rinse your clothes. By properly rinsing your clothes, they'll last longer feel fresher, and you will be spared the embarrassment of having powder that looks like dandruff on your clothing. Now remember to never wring your clothing out as this will cause your clothing to stretch out and fibers to become brittle. Rather, lay the garments in the basin and gently press down on them. By laying them in the basin, you will not stretch the fabric or cause garments to lose their shape. Remove as much moisture as possible. 
you can use a clean bucket to press down on the clothes to remove water. Now, for many years, I dried my clothing out in the sun on the wash line. Frustratingly, my t-shirt, sweaters, and other garments lost their shape and started to lose their color. I immediately attributed this to poor manufacturing. In reality, I was not thinking about the basic science of mixing detergent, color, and sunlight. As children, my friends and I used to mix sunlight soap and lemon juice and rub it into our hair and then sit in the sun, sometimes for hours to naturally bleach our hair. It really worked. If you have black hair, don't expect to become a blonde, but it did lighten our hair's natural color. The sun is the real active ingredient, though. The sun interacts with the colors in your clothing just as it did to our hair. It naturally bleaches out the color, and if you have not rinsed all the detergent out, this effect is even more profound. It is therefore very important not to dry your clothes in the sun. Also, hanging clothes on a wash line can stretch and stretch your clothes and make them lose their shape. So it is better to dry your clothes by laying them flat on the ground, in the shade, or on top of a clean, dry towel to ensure your clothing keeps its shape. Some items like denim, heavy coats, blankets, sheets, and curtains can be dried by hanging them on a wash line. But again, do not dry them in the sun. Make sure your wash line is in the shade. If you want to keep whites white, then you can dry them in direct sunlight. The sun will bleach out any color that has crept in unwanted. Now, if you're looking for a way to go off the grid, the first thing you should do is look to third world countries to see how their locals live without access to power or running water. People are often forced to wash their clothes by hand in rivers and dams. These people are robust, creative, and innovative. They have life hacks for almost every back-breaking task you can think of. In open-air washing areas in India, people use their feet to agitate the water by stamping on clothes in big baths. I do this for washing my bedding and curtains. If I tried to hand wash these, I don't think I would be able to walk for a week from the back strain. So what you can wash with your feet are curtains, blankets, bedding, bed sheeting. I probably would also throw in their towels. In fact, there's a picture in here that looks like they are using, they, they are washing towels this way, like bath towels and stuff like that. So there are areas in China where residents are forced to do their laundry in rice paddies or rivers in one of the most advanced societies in the world. Modern luxuries like running water and electricity are alien in many rural parts of China. I fill my bathtub with water, add detergent, then I add the blankets, then I climb in and gently walk about on the items I am washing. I flip the items a few times and be sure I get to every spot. So there's also some pictures here where they're doing that. And like I said, it looks like there's some towels here. They're squeezing out the water. And it says the squeezing out the water is just as easy in the bathtub. And they're, you know, uh, they're squeezing out the water, you know, with their clean feet and all that kind of stuff, just stepping on that. So the next section here talks about doing laundry by hand, like when you're hiking or camping. So the humble bucket is a camper's best friend, but there are a few extra ideas to consider for camping and even hiking. Looking for containers that can be used to do laundry, wash dishes, clean salad, ingre salad ingredients, and even drink from. The, the tap is great for draining water. But if you want something dedicated to hand washing clothes on the go, there are a few good options. Option number one is the scrubba. It is a very portable bag that you add your detergent, water, and laundry to and just squeeze the bag to agitate the contents. Inside the bag are small nodules that work to gently release dirt from your clothes. 
This is a hiker's best friend. It doesn't cost much. It is lightweight and portable, and it can be used to hold items while you hike. Option number two, if you enjoy day trips and short hikes, the Scrubba Stealth Pack Multifunctional Backpack, weatherproof backpack, portable washing machine, compression dry bag, and camping shower all in one is truly a portable washing machine that you will love. This multifunctional backpack can keep things dry, wash clothing, remove water from wet clothes, towels, etc., and be used as a shower. It also has the nodules that agitate dirt out of your laundry. There are a few portable washboards that are lightweight and fully portable. These are great for doing laundry in rivers. So the Inomata laundry board is perfect for hikers. It weighs just 1.6 ounces and is made of durable plastic. But when you use a washboard, don't go overboard with scrubbing. It does not require major effort, just enough to release the dirt. And again, I think, you know, when we all think about doing laundry outdoors and doing it off grid, there's this, you know, scrubbing board that people are using and, uh, and, you know, they're really going to town, you know, scrubbing, scrubbing their clothes, you know, and um, a lot of, a lot of good information here as far as not destroying your fibers. Okay, so here's some, uh, some, we're going to finish off the article with some uh, washing tips and hacks and things like that. All right, so uh, let's jump into these. Using a bucket intended for pouring water and cold drink is an easy solution for draining water. Just open the tap at the bottom of the bucket and let that water drain. Now use a rolling pin to remove excess water without damaging your clothes. Use hairspray or hand sanitizer to get rid of ink stains. To brighten faded whites, boil lemons that are cut up, add to your laundry in its soaking water and leave it to soak for 20 minutes. Always read the tags on all of your clothes and wash them accordingly. Grease stains are easy to remove by simply rubbing chalk, like the chalk we used in the classroom of yesteryear. And you can use a salad spinner to hand wash your delicates. Mix vinegar and the essential oil you love the most as a fabric softener. It is delicate and will leave your clothes smelling wonderful. Dry your whites in the sun. The sun will help bleach them naturally, leaving them looking like new for longer. And keep a mesh bag in everyone's room for underwear and socks. They can be washed in the bags, ensuring that everyone gets both socks back. And gets their, I think it's, you know, smart to get your own underwear back too as well. And then lastly, use a sweater stone to remove excess fabric pulling from your favorite sweater. So here's the, the final thought. We do live in scary times. For many trips to the laundry, we're an opportunity to connect with others and to socialize. But take heart, you are learning some new skills you would otherwise not have learned. By making your own DIY washing machine and starting to wash clothes without electricity, you will have learned a lot about yourself. You will have learned to save both time and money. You will have learned great life hacks and you will be more self-sufficient than ever before. I hope that you have enjoyed this article and that you find value in the guidance given. But most of all, I wish you good health and clean laundry. Okay, I do want to disagree with one major point here. I do not think this is going to save you time. In fact, I think it's completely opposite. And that's one thing that another reason why I wanted to bring this up is that when you're in a grid down situation and you're having to wash clothes by hand on top of all the other things, I mean, more than likely you are cooking from scratch. You are, you know, having to tend to things that normally you wouldn't tend to. You're worrying about what, you know, the outside world is doing. 
On top of that, you have your clothes that you need to clean and you need to, to make sure that they are, um, you know, because you need to stay healthy. If you're wearing dirty clothes, then you probably, we're probably going to wind up wearing clothes a lot longer than we, we do now, you know, but uh, as far as, you know, between cleanings is what I'm trying to say. But you can't wear dirty clothes forever. You know, eventually it's not going to be good for you, you know, health-wise and, uh, and all those different kinds of things. So uh, you're going to have to, you know, to wash your clothes. And it's going to take time. And the way that they're talking about here in order to, you know, make sure that they last long and they stay clean and all those different kinds of things, it's going to be a, a time thing that you're going to have to work through. And one of those things where maybe you do a little bit, and then you stop and then you're doing other things in between. You know, you're trying to do as much as you can. Again, like I said, we're very used to, it's very convenient for us to go throw a load of laundry, you know, in the washing machine, throw it in the dryer, take it out, hang it up, do whatever, fold it, put it in it, put it away. And uh, just, you know, that doesn't take a lot of effort. And, and as it is right now, people don't like to do that. You know, you take out a load of laundry and you throw it on the couch. And it's, it's there. You put it in a laundry basket and it's there. And people are like, ah, I'll get to folding it when I get to. And uh, can you imagine what it, it would be like if we had to do this by hand? One of the things that I do, um, I do think is great. I like the idea of having the rolling pin uh, to be able to squeeze out excess water. I like the idea of using a um, a mop bucket, you know, the, the kind that like a janitor would have in, you know, they, they rinse out the mop, then they put it in that little basket and then they push that lever and that lever squeeze it up, squeezes out all the excess uh, liquid, water, you know, whatever, it, you know, it's mixed with, you know, before they start mopping. So you're not throwing a whole bunch of water on, on, the, on the floor. And I always think those were a good idea where you could use the bucket to rinse, uh, and then, you know, whatever you needed, and then you could put it right into this um, to this basket where you push that lever and you're not having to, you know, push on it yourself or anything like that. You're using this lever and leverage to be able to squeeze out the water as much as possible. Um, there are some on Amazon if you wanted to, to get one and maybe kind of put it away. I don't know, maybe you would use it in your home. Um, but uh, there are some that are, you know, like $40, less than $50. And when you look at the reviews, the people that used it for mopping and they used it like uh, like a janitor would, you know, the really commercial use, they didn't get a really good review. But those that say, hey, I use this for my clothes and I use it to wring out my clothes, everybody is like, this is great. And they gave it really great reviews. So that's, I think it's important to always read reviews. And so I think that might be something that uh, that you might want to consider and something that you might want to look at. I think it would be very beneficial. Uh, I know that we had a water leak a couple of years ago and um, they turned off our water main at the very big front of the, the neighborhood and they were working on it. And, um, you know, of course, you know, we were without water and going to bed. And uh, when we woke up in the morning, of course, I wake up really early. And I walk out of my bedroom and I'm going to the living room. I see all this water on the floor. And what had happened is they turned on the water. And I guess they didn't do it slowly. They just turned it on. And, of course, every all the pipes were empty. So um, the water comes rushing through. And the first water, um, I don't know, the first water line on my house, um, the first thing that you know comes into the house outside of the, the main water line is my line that goes into my ice maker. And I guess the water pressure was so much that it busted through. 
and it, it just was started leaking, leaking. And so we had all this water. And so we were there, you know, soaking it up with, with towels and, and trying to figure out, you know, why this was happening, you know, like, like four o'clock in the morning and, uh, you know, turned off the water, did all that kind of stuff. And then we, um, we're sitting there where I was wringing out these towels and I'm like, I was surprised how much it took, how much effort it took to wring out those towels full, full of water. And, uh, you know, that just kind of really stuck with me because when we had a lot of towels down to, to soak up all this water and I just, it just really reminded me of, uh, you know, I always go back to that, how much effort it took to be able to wring out all these, all these towels and so you can imagine what it would be like if you were doing that with your with your clothes and you were doing that on a regular basis, right? It wouldn't be as tough, I guess, you know, a, a cotton t-shirt is not going to be the same thing as a as a big, you know, bath towel or whatever, but eventually it does begin to wear on you and it is work that you need to consider. So whatever you can do to make that easier in the future if you need to go there, then I think that's smart. Well guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article from uh, the homesteading hippie on the website and also in the show notes so you can go check it out they do have a lot of pictures um, and you can go check out the homesteadinghippie.com if you haven't been there before and go check out all the other articles there everyone that's it for episode 659 hey don't forget to subscribe to the show make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app and that way you never miss another episode of sweet prepper goodness And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to Prepper website, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. Some of these articles you can't find on the internet any longer. With that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.